0: The Capital Weekly Podcast is supported by TASSAN, the Tribal Alliance of Sovereign Indian Nations. The Capital Weekly Podcast is a production of Open California and is sponsored by TASSAN, the Tribal Alliance of Sovereign Indian
1: Nations. Uh, Greetings and welcome to the Capital Weekly Podcast. I'm John Howard and I'm joined by Tim Foster. Hello. And our special guest today is lobbyist extraordinaire David Quintana. So, uh, Our first in-person podcast that we've done in well over a year. Oh, wow. I think well, well over a year, I think. Holy cow. Um, so you're kind of a star in your own way, David. David, thank you very much for yeah. coming here.
2: Yeah, thanks, John. Thanks, Tim.
1: Our first question, obviously, is The Bash. Yeah. Uh, a, an institution in Sacramento next Wednesday. Wednesday, July 14th, Bastille Day, I think. So Is that Bastille Day? It is, yeah. That's when they charged the barricades and started the French Revolution. Oh, it's so.
2: not the holiday for the band? <laughs> right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So yeah. what's,
1: what's with the bash this year? We hear there are a bunch of changes. and.
2: Yeah, uh, well, the first change is the, the obviously the, you know, the, the most obvious one, and that is that it's being done in July. And um, we're doing it. <clears throat> it's kind of a summer bash, a getaway bash. Uh-huh. Break bash Oh, I like that. Uh, it's a break bash. Um, they're doing it because the, the, the sponsors of the bash, the you know the tribal sponsors really wanted to do it. and they were so not upset, but they they, they so were you know uh, well, let me use that word upset. They were so upset that they weren't able to do it in January. They said we want to do it soon, when is the earliest that we can when is the earliest we can do it? And this was a natural break point for that when they left on break. Yeah. And it can kind of be a celebration of, you know, half the year gone or not half the year, but you know what I mean? Down mm-hmm. we got past the last policy deadline and now we're gonna go into summer recess and it's a celebration of that. So that's why you know, if you notice a couple of years ago we started drifting away from calling it the back to session bash and we just called it the bash. Part of that is because of the Republicans, by the way. Just FYI, oh, so. got a little feud. Oh, because they have a back-to-session they have a back-to-session bash, they a back-to-session bash right. and they actually had it first. But really? they son, have but mine's bigger, so it was like <laughs> "fuck you." Well, the story of <laughs> well, America, mine's bigger it's and better. Capitalism. So, uh, and mine's free. Um, where theirs is a theirs is a um, fundraiser.
1: We usually have huge crowds, huge uh, about fifteen hundred. Mm -hmm. So are you expecting that level of participation? Well, COVID
2: has put some restrictions, so I'm glad you brought that up. Um, COVID has made us kind of change this up, and we're happy to do it because we want to have it. And so, however, whatever precautions we have to take to make sure that we can carry it out, you know, we're willing to do. So one of the things is that we're only going to have 800 people or 700 people in there at a time. So we will have people with clickers letting people in and letting people out. So if people want to make sure that they can get in, they really should come early this year. It's kind of funny because I have this thing down to a science, and I know exactly what the line is going to look like at what time of the evening. I know... When I look out there at 5 o'clock, I'm going to see people over the age of 40 <laughs> or alcoholics, <laughs> right? It's, like, it's a mix of those two, people that just want to drink. So There's like
0: a 25-year-old staffer right now looking down at his shoes going, but I don't drink that but. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, okay, there are some exceptions, but as a rule, I kind of can – I know the – I know the demographics of the line, right, just by the time.
1: Uh-huh. Is that the opening time, 5 o'clock?
2: 5 so, o'clock. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, you, people, but this year is a little different. You know, the cool people like to come late, but this year, if you're cool and you come too late, you might, you know, might not get in, mm-hmm. especially if you come at the time um, when the entertainment's going to be on. So, um,
1: and you're going to have uh, a chamber music orchestra maybe from the library doing the entertainment, or yeah, yeah. We're,
2: we've brought we've flown in from Detroit a kazoo band, <laughs> and they're gonna um, do some kind of Motown kazoo.
1: Can you give us any clues who it's gonna be? We ask you this every year, and there's really a guessing game that goes yeah, on. I mean, I think this year, um, because we have to keep raising it,
2: and yeah. um. This year, the performer that we have is really kind of like on the zeitgeist this year. um, The performer has been everywhere. Um, There's probably no media that you can look at and not see this performer. Uh, The performer is both an OG and a current person. So he was one of the – it is going to be a he. um, And this performer was probably one of the first big um, rappers. And he James is Taylor? It. Chris
1: or something. Yeah, James. I don't even think of them as rappers. <laughs> now, that
2: would
1: have been good if I would have said entertainer. Yeah. Okay. I know we, we didn't get the cranberries a few years ago like I had suggested, but okay. Yeah.
2: Hey, I love the cranberries. Oh, God, Dolores, man, pour one out for her. She's so awesome. Yeah. Um, but actually, I'm going to have a, one of my big songs this year. Uh, after the entertainment, people don't notice, but I always do a couple of really um, grand. Uh, songs Like Foo Fighters, Learn to Fly, Nirvana, it Smells Like Teen Spirit. I think this year it's going to be Zombie because I just think that's just a, an amazing song. And we lost an amazing musician in Dolores and um, She just was. I, I had a huge musical crush on her.
1: So, yeah. Is there a time limit? Uh, how long people can be in the bash? Do they have to leave, go in and stay 40 minutes and leave or an hour and leave or something? Or is it
2: whatever you want so. no no so you can sit at the bar for five hours John
1: okay that'll be crowded yeah. that <laughs> we're not you know, gonna, gonna take the, you out
0: with John you could tell it's like 542 and it's like John's out the door he's like the band starts yeah. John's ears yeah. shut down yeah, yeah. and he's it's like shuffling toward
1: the door one yeah. year I was I can't remember who did it but um the 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 music started it was super super loud and I was just talking I might have been talking to you I was talking to somebody and it turned out the guy was walking up the aisle where I was so I was blocking him from getting to the I believe that was the year
0: Coolio. <laughs> Coolio.
2: Oh, oh, Coolio 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 yeah. Oh Jesus don't give me start don't say the c word <laughs> <laughs> to me that's the c word man at Coolio that was one of the worst nights of my life he was O G O Jesus
0: Oh, oh Jesus <laughs> What, what um, kind of
1: feedback have you had from people you know when you tell them the Bash is going to be different this year. I think
2: people actually people um, appreciate it because everybody that I've spoken to or who contacts me because they they really I get contacted Um, and everybody's like oh thank you so much we appreciate you know you guys taking precautions so I mean that's not the only precaution so one is that we're going to reduce the amount of people that can be there at one time so we you know create some social distancing the other thing is that um, the performance is going to be outside. So, oh, whereas whoa. in, the, okay. in the, previously the performer would be inside, right, and he gets so packed, which I loved Mm -hmm. because I get up on stage and I get to look out over that crowd and it's just a sea of humanity right just with all these phones up and I just (laughs) love that man you feel like Freddie Mercury for a second doing that Radio Gaga shit in that stadium I love that you know what I'm talking about right hey hey yeah yeah. (laughs) so um, where
1: is outside there was a the
0: patio the
2: patio it's a huge patio and 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 you
0: normally have like the cigar bar and the tequila bar they're all going to be
2: out out there but we have we've moved them around so that we can accommodate the crowd and it will be a huge crowd you know the other thing is going to be since it's going to be outside um, I guarantee you man they are going to have a huge crowd out in the street
1: I was wondering uh, about that, yeah, that Yeah, it's going to be outside and when people hear this performer they're just going to stop what's the security like on the outside area I would uh, think it would be Coming in from the L Street side, aren't there ways of going into that? No, no, we'll have security
2: there. Um, We're doubling the security on the outside area because of the performer. And the performer is going to come in through the outside into a little green room that we've set up. And the other thing is that the performer, for those who are going to be attending, is going to stay. So last oh. year that we did it, Lil John had like a special. You boat. couldn't get rid of him. Couldn't get rid of him, man. Well, he, we set up a, his own private yeah. VIP out there in the, uh, in the dance floor and then, you know, in the club. Yeah. And so this performer has asked us to do the same thing. So the, this performer. He heard it
0: was a good party. Yes. He did.
2: I'm not joking.
0: He heard from Lil Jon. He John.
2: heard from Lil John's people like, dude, no, you want to camp. And so he um, he he has asked for us to do the same thing that we did for Lil Jon, and so that okay. will be there in the um, in the nightclub area when people are dancing and the music uh, the band is playing.
0: You now so, is this hip service as usual?
2: Oh fuck yeah, man! Hip service kills it. I mean, I want to get rid of them because I just oh, like keep stuff. Oh man, little you got to
0: Say that out loud.
2: Uh, well, I've got to be honest, not because they're bad because I just like to keep stuff fresh but honestly they are so good I just can't
0: they're just good well I do I do remember I was there when little John was there and he was like digging it and jumped on stage with them. And I was like, man, this was like on cover, band, cover band dream come true. It was like, oh, we're covering a song. Oh, here's yeah. the actual original artist coming up to sing with us. Yeah.
2: yeah that's yeah. great. Uh, Warren G. got up there with them. Naughty by Nature got up there with them. I mean, they all get up there with them. E-40 didn't. E-40 just hit it and split it. I mean, <laughs> like came. <laughs> sold his vodka or sold his tequila and got the hell out of there, man. But Lil John, I went into that VIP thing, and it was pretty cool. We had, uh, what is it, 1492, 1942, the tequila? Uh, Don Julio. Anyway, we had like a barrel um, in there for him, and I have a great picture of me and him doing a shot because we had the same birthday, uh, little John and myself, on January seventeenth. And so it was. It happened to be on January seventeenth, so it was was his birthday and my birthday. And so we did a shot, pretty cool. And he had me do a shot of nineteen forty two with him, and um, he had me do it with a blood orange. He only does his shots at tequila with blood oranges. He's like, bro, no, you gotta try this, man. Blood orange, come here, come here, come here. And he has them all sliced up, right? You know, like in little quarters. And then he sat there and watched me shoot the tequila. But he had made sure that I sucked the blood orange, right? And honestly, it was good. And then, but like he had to, you know, go. That was good, huh? You'll <laughs> never do it anyway again. And I want to go, like, yeah, dude, because I don't drink. He's <laughs> dead because you're little John. But <laughs> like, well, whatever.
1: How, Every- how many years have you been doing this? This is the 16th year.
2: 16, man. It's funny how you know how it started, it's just a little little thing in the Hyatt. But uh, yeah. Um sixteen years, wow, so um, I, you know the 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 clients the the sponsors want to do want uh, get back on track in January, but honestly, man, I don't know I mean this thing is so big I don't know how you do it that quick um, but hey, you know
1: there's well, everybody likes to party, so maybe six months of separation or five months yeah. yeah
2: well you know, and here's the other thing that I wanted to talk about is that the vibe is different because here is the reason I came up with the idea for the Back to Session Bash because I think I told you this before I saw how sucky the end of Session Bash was and I was like this sucks well the end of Session Bash kind of Fell apart. It fell apart because yeah. it sucked. Because it, it cause he, like should Subtle. have fallen apart. <laughs> Subtle. Yeah. Um, because I mean, there's myriad reasons. Um, one, everybody's fucking tired of each other by the end of session. Yeah. People have been fighting. Like no one wants to see each other. Um, and, and a then, bunch
1: of people have lost their bills, and who yeah. wants to show up and have everybody make fun of them?
0: And you don't
2: want to. Yeah, you don't want to hang out with the dude that killed your bill, yeah. right? <laughs> and um, and the other reason is you never know when the end of session is. Like it's gonna end at eight, it's gonna end at ten, it's gonna end at two in the morning, like you know what I mean? Yeah you don't know when it's, it's gonna true. end. So there wasn't this like there was no certainty to it. And I and then it began to be about the members themselves. It began to be about the legislators, and then like some of the last ones, they would like have little talent Programs And like a couple members, like a Rebecca Cohn and Herb Wesson got up there and they had like a song and dance shit, you know, and it's like, who wants to see this? I don't want to see this. And they, they would have you pay to go see this shit. And I'm like, you know, I already got to kiss your ass when I'm lobbying. Like, I don't have to kiss your ass to watch you do, a, you know, a, a, a hey, song art, and dance, yeah. you know, bit. So I thought, <laughs> hey, I think I can make this better. Why don't we do it when everybody's all optimistic and shit <laughs> right in yeah. January? Everybody's all, you know, they, they got their beer goggles on. They're all happy <laughs> to see the people. And um, and it worked. I think people loved it. And it's not a fundraiser. And it's not about the members.
0: Well, didn't you say uh, – so I remember the, the first years there would be the leadership would usually come up and welcome people. At some oh, room. yeah. And then you, you oh, said yeah. you got rid of them because no one wanted the leadership there.
2: When we first – well, there are a couple of reasons I did that because I wanted to try and give it um, – some believability I wanted to I felt if I had the legislative leaders there people would have come and they would attract people and it kind of did in the beginning when we were when we had crowds of like 300 or 400 Um, having you know uh, having the speaker and having the pro tem having Steinberg and you know those guys there and having all four leaders there to give a speech about hey everybody welcome to a great new year and I love you. You love you. Let's all be optimistic and work together. Kumbaya. Right. So that kind of actually did work in the beginning, Tim, um, because it did give us a little gravitas like, oh, there's a party. Oh, these leaders are going to be there. We should go. Because at that time the entertainment was like I had some dudes playing on the garbage cans. They were actually cool. They were really cool. They they played on a bunch of garbage cans and pots. And you got do you remember that? They're really good. I've seen that elsewhere but I don't remember that yeah. at the bash. But they cost like 500 bucks. So they came and they set up all their garbage cans and pots and they like played funky shit and they were really good. And then I had like the Kings Dancers.
0: I remember the Kings Dancers being yeah, there. Yeah. They
2: they were good. I got a lot of heat for that. The worst entertainment i had well it's a tie right for two the worst was either the taiko drums because i had no idea taiko drums don't have a fucking volume button right (laughs) (laughs) taiko drums are just taiko drum level loud yeah you can't tune them down and i had seven taiko drummers because i had seen them at a king's game i'm like oh this would be cool for the bash right for my entertainment and so they came out in the, as we like, were doing the walkthrough, like the yeah, sound yeah. check, and they came out there, and all seven of them walked out and started playing. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> They're going to kill people with that. And so we ended up having three taiko drummers. And um, it was kind of cool, went on way too long, but they were great people. And then the other one would be the breakdancers. So I, I, had, the break I, had, I had like dancers. some kids who were breakdancers. There's a reason you don't remember them. And the reason you don't remember them is because you couldn't see them because oh. they were on the fucking floor. <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, David, this was a stupid idea." <laughs> see, the, well, it I, sounded good at the time. Yeah, but, but again, yeah. I saw him at a Kings game. I saw oh, these yeah. these kids like who came out like these 9-year-olds and yeah, 12-year-olds come out and they do breakdancing and I was like, "Oh, that's cool. I got to have them for the bash." Well, yeah, in the King's game, I was in a stadium. Yeah. And you could see them, but like in the bash, everything's on a floor level and like eight people got to see them, right? Who were around them. So those would probably be the worst. But then I realized let's start leveling up and and I got uh my one of my favorite rappers, Lyrics Born, and he uh was the first big music act.
1: How do, so how do you pick them? I mean, do you think, hey, I'd like to have so-and-so and run it by a couple of your people? or? Yeah, I, I think,
2: I, you know, I, I, what I love about them is they trust me now. They've realized how I've made, you know, kind of an iconic event. And so I think they, they trust me. And I really, really do appreciate that with them because they just... I really haven't been wrong, so um, well I have been, as I just pointed out. But they know that my heart was in the right place, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? That's true.
1: So they, they trust me on this stuff. So um, who do you think is the biggest segment of your uh, of the attendees? The young staffers oh, in the legislature? Even
2: close. Not even close. The lobbyists. The lobbyists? Uh, uh, the young staffers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the young staffers. And and those lobbyists who have just moved over from the Capitol, yeah. who are still relatively young, uh-huh. and they want to come and, and have a good time. Um, like, I can look at my at my Instagram right now, and it's just jam-packed with, you know, young – because I can't do anything for the staffers, right? That's, the clients handle that stuff. Uh-huh. But I work with uh, folks – You know, out here in the third house, and who aren't registered or who who aren't reportable, Um, and it's all like folks in their early twenties who are like,
0: yeah,
1: let's go, kind of like Timo, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, (laughs) kind of like you guys. (laughs) Let me see, euro in own divided by four, (laughs) yeah, four, right?
1: Exactly. What? So where exactly is it? Where is it going to be? We know where it is, but we oh, know, shamelessly
0: yeah. plug this event. Mm-hmm. So where is it going to be? Uh, shamelessly ca- plug this event. You probably won't be able to get into. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Right. It's at 15th and L. Okay. Uh, Cafe 15L, but we have the night. We have the whole you know complex. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, you enter through Mahjong, what used to be Mahjongs. Right. That is the entry, and then you. That's come That's right. Through. What
0: happened to Mahjongs? Were they COVID casually? I, think, I don't
2: know. Damn, it was it a bar. Really but they threw in the then. towel pretty quick they threw in the towel pretty quick though right yeah. it
1: was like Phew, okay we're out yeah I like that place yeah I don't know yeah and, um, the, and the open space is next to Mahjong's right where Mahjong used to be isn't that you yeah. used to go through that doorway and then go into the yeah you
2: could have eaten in there right you would go out there with your tray right and eat there you out there. Yeah. Um, so it's a pretty big 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 open space oh you asked me how we get the entertainment I yeah. mean it's harder to get entertainment now and that's because we've had so many good people um It's not harder. It's more expensive now Um, because the idea is to get someone with a catalog of music. So many people in the music industry now are one hit wonders um, in this new digital world that we're in, this new Spotify Pandora world. Um, People get one hit. It's um, viral, and you never see them again. And um, to get them while they're hot, they want, like, the world because they know that's their moment. And so they want like a million dollars. Macklemore, for instance, when Macklemore, well, he wasn't necessarily, he was, you know, he was an independent, but, you know, he was still, I think, sold um, units. Um, he wanted a million dollars. Wow. Like when he had shop a little after shop. Wow. Yeah. I
0: just hate to say it. I don't even know who that is. But
2: yeah, oh. yeah. Well, Macklemore and Ryan, uh, Ryan Lewis, um, hmm. they were hot for a moment. And tried to talk to them, and they wanted a million fucking dollars. I was like, are you kidding me? So, but John, we have to find someone with a catalog, right? Because they have to put on a show. Mm -hmm. And it has to be something identifiable, right? We don't want someone coming up. And now we're going to play you our new stuff, right? The worst (laughs) words you ever heard at a concert. (laughs) And now from our new album. Like, ah! I'm out. Time to go to the bathroom.
0: Yeah, especially someone who had their hit 25 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Like the new album. uh,
2: Yeah, like the guy from Bread. Right He's like, And now it's on new album David <laughs> Gates You
0: know I saw this David was, Gates Yeah um, uh-huh. Long there's a long story I won't go into that But yeah I, I saw this band called The Chocolate Watch Band Who had their last hit Probably in 1967 And you know Great show They actually got together With the original guys Doing the stuff And then there was that moment Where it was like Oh there's our We're going to play Some new material And there was a look Of skepticism Across the crowd And within 40 seconds of them Starting the song The floor was empty <laughs>
2: Like everyone was like, "Wow, well, time to go get a beer." Biggest buzzkill ever, yeah. man.
1: Now for our new staff name. I remember that name came up on the Steve Allen chocolate watch band. Steve Allen had a show, and on one fun. side, yeah, yeah he's making fun of rock band names, Vanilla and on Bunch. one side were all these <laughs> adjectives. Oh, and there was a What's that game I don't game? know. Large, small. A strawberry, chocolate, on the other side were all these nouns, you know, sidewalk, watch band. Yeah. And he, he just randomly drew, <laughs> drew lines and came up with chocolate watch band. Seriously, <laughs> so they like so their the, name? Oh, that's a good question. Right. On, I was I think I was he was maybe joking about Although oh, maybe not. <laughs> well, he did that thing with the, with the um, birds on telephone lines, mm. took pictures of them, and then turned them into like artist renderings. And they were notes. On the scales, so he oh, would so play songs with the birds. Oh, on Oh, that's yeah. pretty cool! It was really good. Steve Allen is cool. actually
0: a really intellectual, interesting guy, and and what? he had uh, he had Frank Zappa on his show in like 1958, and Frank Zappa when he was still a teenager. Was doing experimental music, and Frank Zappa played non musical instruments. Like he had a bicycle pump and like a, a bicycle pillow. tire and stuff like that. <laughs> he played the pillow, and he played like he played like the spokes on a bicycle tire and stuff, and like made music out of it. And was like it's actually pretty, cool. pretty cool. Yeah, he might have a cool. future. What was that? He
1: might have a future. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, can you name Steve Allen's wife? Audrey Meadows. No, Jane Meadows. Oh, yeah. That All was right. maybe his first wife. Maybe he's been married since then. He's only 900 years old now, I think so. Wait, he's, he's still, still alive? alive? I don't think he's even alive. I, think he's alive. I don't think he's alive. Yeah, I think I remember a big tribute to him. I saw on YouTube Elvis Presley on his show. He's, he's dead. dead. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of guys who are dead. Now
2: you threw me off it was Audrey or Jane. I know no one cares I think about it's Jane. Um, so, <laughs> anyway, oh, so catalog. Catalog's yeah. important. The other thing is, and I get a lot of heat for this, um, and I, I love all music. I just like good stuff, right? It's not hip hop. But hip hop is just. Easy to fit on that little stage. Oh yeah, okay. hip hop. Hip hop is easy to fit on that small stage. They don't need a lot. It's all you know. It's all on, it's all on pre. It's all on a computer, right? It's all pre-recorded. They usually have maybe two or three other people. They're usually a hype guy, you know. They don't need a lot of stuff. They don't need a yeah. bass. They don't need a drum kit, um, and so they can fit on there. Um, and here's the other thing that I find out, and if it's it's not that it's fair or not, but. Um, I find that people that like one type of music will listen to hip hop, like, but people that really like hip hop won't necessarily cross over to the other type of music. Um, I've just found that in my practice. So, um, you know, that's why I'm concerned about country because people that really are into hip hop, which a lot of the unsaffers are, they they're not necessarily going to listen to country. Some might.
1: Yeah, it's
2: not everybody, but the crossover isn't as great as people that love country also seem to love. You know, um, rap and hip hop. Yeah. So okay. that's one of my uh, one of the other things. But what about
0: Morrissey? Come on, Dude, You did that podcast. No, with
2: Lena Gonzalez. Yeah, I love talk, Morrissey. He, I, I well, did. Of course, he
0: wouldn't show up because he never shows up at his concerts. <laughs>
2: well, I tell him there's a lot. No, I'm not gonna go there. Never mind. I was gonna... <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah,
0: he might <laughs> down the road when his career is a little uh, still on the downside a little bit.
2: I had no idea how many Mexicans love Morrissey. I had no idea it was a fucking thing, man. Oh yeah. Like there are there's a there's a group called. Mexracy. And they're 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 from Mexico and they just cover Morrissey songs. And it's awesome, man. I was sending them to Lena Gonzalez. I was like, you gotta hear this. And she's like, oh I heard that shit. Yeah, it was like they're they're awesome. I had no idea. And I don't know if it's because I'm Mexican, but I love them too now. You know what I think it is? I think it's the whole kind of soap opera nature. Of his music, you okay. got that like sensitive ballads, yeah, that trauma in it, right? That that maybe it attracts us, but I really,
0: it's kind of like, what's that? Well, it's funny, you know, you listen to like classic lowrider, telenovela
2: shit, right?
0: Yeah, like that classic lowrider stuff from like the 60s, 70s, it's all like the slow ballads, yeah, and like you know, guys crying, there were guys and ladies crying their hearts out, you know, that's the classic lowrider music, like Mexican lowrider music. It's like it's not bumping stuff, It's it's like the the soft sweet song
2: yeah like GQ sitting in the park yeah uh, exactly. yeah um, yeah oh, no totally yeah and the biggest one the my 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 freaking mexican national anthem suavecito by malo um but slow right <laughs> yeah. i always say that, that that should be our national anthem man because when i was growing up that's all i ever heard really? suavecito nola bamba huh
1: nola bamba oh no hold it
2: Yes, Suavecito For a minute there are had it mixed up With Suavemente Oh wow. <laughs> Very close Completely different artists. Okay. Elvis Crespo um, There you go So yeah So anyway That's the story Behind the music okay. But So we're doing that We are going to ask People in line um, At the bathrooms And at the line In the line To get in To wear masks um, okay. So we want to uh, gonna, bring your yeah. mask. So bring your mask. <laughs> yeah, inside no problem. The
1: seven or 800, that they're inside at any one time, will they be masked Them? They don't have to be
2: masked, uh, but if they're more comfortable, we ask them to okay. please feel free to wear the mask. Yeah. Um, but to get in, you do have to attest. That you have either been vaccinated or that you have tested negative for COVID. Got it. Okay. So there will be an attestation place when you come in. Got it. Um, we don't. We we asked about requiring people to show, but our attorneys thought that we'd be yeah. uh, breaching some privacy laws. But we are going to have them attest um to either have being negative testing negative or having been vaccinated. Okay. So we're trying to do everything we can to still make this, you know, make it make people safe, but we understand that this party won't be for everybody and we we fully understand yep. and we respect that. Fair but enough. huh? But but the mood is very different, right? Cuz in January but I was like yeah I can't wait yeah and people this year at this time of the year people are like yeah I'm going
0: <laughs> I don't know
2: I, I don't want to see those people my
0: uh, my experience is people are they are starved for entertainment they haven't done anything for 17 so, 18
2: months to be honest oh, that's interesting let me, yeah. let me tell you a lot of the messages that I get from people and I won't mention their names but a lot of them are staffers and lobbyists that's exactly what they say. They say, thank you guys so much for doing this party. We need this. Yeah. They're saying that. I'm getting that, like, I'm not kidding if I tell you dozens and dozens of messages from staffers and from lobbyists going, thank you so much, you guys, for doing this. We freaking need this right now. Yeah, yeah. So I agree with you.
0: Well, and not to you know blow our own horn, but then a month later, this is great because you can do the test run. Then a month later, we do our top 100 party over at Sutter Club, which is a little bit of a different thing. There'll be no rap performers. Unless- no! Less one just shows up, you know, if you want to show up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, but sadly, and sadly, our performer we had at every Top 100 party, the last few Top 100, he passed away just before COVID, actually. Uh, Little Charlie, who's like a very well-known... Little vocal. Charlie and
2: the Nightcats? Yeah. So, yeah. so
0: Little Charlie passed. He had been playing at the Sutter Club, you know, been playing at the Top 100 every year for probably three or four years, and he passed away uh, last year. So sadly, oh we won't have him, but... Uh, but anyway, your party will be a good test run. Hopefully, <laughs> that will go well. And then, if people feel like they want to come out, they a month, you know, August twenty fifth, they can come over to the Sutter Club and go to the go to the top one hundred party. Yeah, and which will be much more low key. Yeah, but we'll <laughs> still have it's free alcohol. Really we had
2: we had tons of new bars, um, a lot of new bars. Um, the big one is going to be you know the tequila bar, um, the mezcal bar. Um, Mescal. We got mezcal, yeah, we're gonna with the worms in the bottles, shots.
1: huh? With the worms in the bottles, in the uh, Well, we, I don't think so.
2: <laughs> no, no, no we're not gonna be showing them that. <laughs> we're just gonna, and we're gonna have, um, uh, what is it? Shoot, the uh, oh shoot, we tequila. Got a,
1: yeah, the tequila bar last
2: time. No, there are some fro- some frozen drinks we're gonna have. Since mm. it's summer, we're gonna have some alcoholic oh, frozen drinks. Okay. Good yeah, yeah. Uh. So people will love that. Um, it's just going to be fun to be outside um, and yeah. do this outside. And The thing that I'm really going to love about this is to see if I can stop traffic. <laughs> I want traffic to stop when this uh, uh, entertainer comes on and I want to see people dancing on the sidewalk and shit. So you're going to have
1: a light, the searchlight out there? Oh, of course. Uh,
2: yeah, we're going to have all that stuff out there. But I really do. That's my goal. My goal is to have people on L Street start dancing when they hear the entertainer go on. So basically you to want
0: to it to traffic. look like a music you video outside. Down yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah I want myself. to
1: gridlock it, man. <laughs> gridlock it. That's my okay. new motto. Well, great. David Quintana, thank you so much for joining us today yeah, and chatting about it. Remember, uh, 15th and L, 5 o'clock, July 14th, Bastille Day. (laughs) So be there at East Square. David Quintana, thank you so much. And now we're going to go to our regular weekly feature Who Had the Worst Week in California Politics? The worst week. Worst week.
0: Worst week.
1: There's an array of people to choose from and entities, but we picked the Los Angeles County Courthouse, which just got smacked with a fine from Cal OSHA, $25,000 fine. Uh, for unsafe conditions resulting from the deaths of court interpreters uh, because of the pandemic. So, Tim, what do you think? You know, uh, this was a really hard
0: week. I think uh, the deposition that was released to the Rick Jacobs deposition could have been a bad week for uh, Mayor Garcetti. He obviously did not have a bad week, having been named to... uh, named as ambassador to India or proposed as ambassador to India, he does have to be confirmed. Uh, so what started out could have possibly not been a good week for him, ended up actually being a, a great week for him. And uh,
1: so I, I do think the court is, a, is an interesting choice. Um, it's interesting, uh, you know, on a lot of different levels. Of course, it's interesting because of the fines. Uh, first, the courts didn't tell Cal OSHA as they're supposed to by law when they have a serious illness related to COVID within their jurisdiction. And they, did, they didn't they did tell the courts, according to Kalosha, uh, they did not report that to the state as they should have. So that's one thing. Another thing is they didn't maintain social distancing as they should have. And the court interpreters, at least a number of them have been complaining about that, about, not having proper social distancing not maintaining some obvious controls like masking maskings were drooped or not there at all the interpreters have to be close to the people they're interpreting for if they're doing it person to person uh that was they didn't like that Uh, and there weren't warnings and notices posted on the workplace cafeteria not cafeteria but the the gathering room the social room where the interpreters got together those three violations Constitute the basis of the fines. Now, the court has said, hey, no way, we didn't do that. And we have documentary evidence that'll show that. But, you know, this has to go through the courts or through the Cal OSHA process through the bureaucracy. Uh, it's going to take forever, I think, before we find out what actually happened, or if those fines are actually upheld. But the bottom line is uh, LA County courts got their wrist slapped. And this isn't the only thing they faced. There was a civil suit filed in February just after. The death of one of those interpreters prompted the Kalosha investigation. And the civil suit says, courts, you really screwed up. You weren't taking care of your own and you should have. And we're going to fight you in court. So the courts are going to court to fight the courts. It'll be kind of interesting to watch. And so if, if people want to learn any more about this, who, who wrote a good article about this? Oh, the LA Times, a great piece on it. Um, and I'm sorry, I don't have the authors right now, but if you did a Google for you know, courts, $25,000 fine, LA County, this would probably be the first thing that popped up. They did a very lengthy story on it with the names of the COVID victims, a total of four had died from COVID. One of them, Sergio Cafaro was the one whose death after hospitalization prompted the OSHA investigation. Uh, they go through the, the complaints, the fines for the complaints. It's kind of all there. If you want to read about it.
0: And then in hat tip to uh, Brian Kavatek, uh, down in Los Angeles and we saw this on his Twitter feed and said, what the heck is this story? So, uh, yeah. so thanks for the, uh, the in- accidental tip off for the worst week superior court wishes that you had not, uh, not brought that toward our attention. Maybe we do want to be the a client care.
1: representing one of the clients. <laughs> and, you know, you never know if the lawyers, okay? these are lawyers fighting lawyers, you know, so
0: and this is a tip, you know, I don't know if they're still doing it, but, uh, Brian and his brother John Cavatech have their own podcast called uh, Cabotalks, which I'm not sure when it, when they've posted any recent episodes, but they were doing it for a while. Yeah. Uh, where two brothers that are sort of on opposing sides of issues, uh, John being a business representative more on the conservative side, Brian being a lawyer on more on the liberal side, and they they come at things from different approaches, but try to meet in the middle. And it's interesting. Uh, we've had them as guests over the years on the capital weekly podcast quite a few times, but then they've spun off their own podcast uh, probably about six months ago. And, and so if you look around, you really want to learn more about
1: the cabin Tech brothers uh, look for their podcast. Yeah, there you go. Tim Foster. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks John. And uh, this is John Howard. We'll talk to you soon.
0: The capital weekly podcast is produced by Tim Foster for open California. If you enjoyed today's episode, we hope you'll go onto iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a positive review. Thanks a lot, and we'll see you next week.